All right, welcome to the Bull Rush. This is episode 30, and I am Ty Miller. Tonight, I am joined by Dynasty Frank and Scott Fish. Say hello, boys. Hello, boys. Damn it, Frank, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got to be quick on the draw, bro. <laughs> okay, so the past two episodes, we were kind of breaking down uh, a couple divisions. We went to the NFC East and the AFC East. And we decided we uh, kind of hated that idea. So we're, right. we're Whose stupid idea was that anyway? I, I, I think it was the AFC East that really did it because it sucked so bad. We're like, oh, my God, this is a horrendous idea. Good going, Ty. Dude, it killed the whole morale of the show. It was just like, <laughs> you know what? we got to stop this before we just end the show. It the was... problem is we have seven AFC, seven listeners, and only one of them was an AFC East fan, and we just saw our numbers drop to that to one. And... <laughs> We're going back to what we know, and that's a little bit of dynasty talk. So tonight we're going to go over roster cloggers. Everybody has them. It's the player you've been holding for too long. They kind of suck, but you're still waiting for that breakout. And it's those wooden shoes, right? Exactly. It's the wooden shoes. It's the, it's wooden, the, wooden, it's the wooden shoes. Yeah, Ryan McDowell talks about these. Ryan McDowell talks about these on DLF. I, I love it every time he does. Uh, it makes me uh, reevaluate my team a little. And yeah, there are always players that I just, they're never going to start for me, but they're just a little too valuable to drop. So right. uh, it, you just, I see them and I, I kind of want to get rid of them for anything I can when I see those articles go up. So it was nice to take a look at some of my teams right now and just take a, take a, take a peek at what, the, what those players are currently. That They just don't have a chance for my team, so I might as well get something for them. Yeah, this is a really good exercise that probably everybody should do at least once every couple weeks, you know, because situations change, value changes. You know, you see people get injured, uh, the next man up gets a little value bump, and, and all of a sudden you might be able to turn a player that wasn't worth anything into something. So uh, we're going to kind of dig through them, and these are our personal roster cloggers. And so I'm going to kick it right to Scott. Go ahead and give me your first roster clogger. I think my first roster clogger is probably Darren Sproles. He he just doesn't have a chance to start any games on my roster. He'd be like my my RB four or five or six or seven or what, depending on the team. I I have several teams. So, uh, and with the addition of Wendell Smallwood there, uh, <laughs> and his little outburst about uh, possibly being traded, but that really doesn't have an effect. Sure, he can he can, he's going to score points, and he shouldn't be on. The waiver wire in my leagues. My leagues are a little too deep for that, but he's just never going to start games. So if I can, if I can get rid of him and get really anything, honestly, I'll take anything, uh, just because he has no value. Uh, just no value in my in my lineup. Yeah, it kind of feels like if you're starting Darren Sproles, you are really desperate or just completely tanking. <laughs> <laughs> completely right, Nathan Powelling. Uh, there He's you go. one of those players that he does score enough PPR points that you don't want to just put him on the waiver wire for an opponent to pick up right. uh, on the off chance that you know he can use him against you or just use him to better his team. Yeah, I guess I should clarify with these roster cloggers. It's not that we're saying you should drop these players. It's you know do your best, uh, try to time it right where you might be able to sell these players for a little bit of something. You know. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, Sproles. If you look at last year, his Week one and it was 126 yards, uh, total yards, and week 13 was 100 yards. 
in between that, I mean, he didn't eclipse <laughs> 65 yards. That's it. That was his highest gain. He's 33 years old. I think it's about, I think it's about time uh, to bid Darren Sproles adieu. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and his <laughs> dynasty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody, dynasty. nobody wants a 33-year-old, but in a league like Capitalist Pigs, <laughs> maybe, maybe someone will get taken for a buck. I, yeah. I don't have there, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, is that we? Scott's hinting that somebody. I, I was gonna uh, say he, he's he's just dropping some hints here. I I, mean, I totally want Darren Sproles for a buck in that league, so I'm just saying. <laughs> See, that's well, good that's value. because there's, there's 28 uh, sharks in that league and uh, duplicate du- copies of players. Duplicate copies of players, and Darren Sproles for a buck for for minimum. Then yeah, why not? But. When you look at this, uh, his last year, it's just not. No, I don't want that. So you can have him for a buck. <laughs> no, All right, well, I'm going to go on to my old boy here, and this is Amir Abdullah. Say what? Right. I know it's it's kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum of Darren Sproles, but uh, I only have Abdullah on one team, and I'm completely ready to sell him off after last season. And I know <laughs> I'm uh, ready. <laughs> I'm, you know, done with you. Out. Right. So it's here. Here's my thinking. Okay. I'm a huge Zach Zinner fan, right? Not only do I like him as a potential bell cow, but Theo Riddick is still there, and he's a PPR beast in 2015. Like I think he ended up as uh, RB18 in PPR leagues. So, uh, and also I should say, I, I'm pretty sure we pointed him out as a blow your wad candidate at least once, maybe twice last year yep. midseason. Yes, we did. So, but there's no reason to think that Riddick won't continue to cut into Abdullah's receiving upside. Uh, Abdullah, we, we just found out he had shoulder surgery, and he'll likely miss most of the offseason. So, that, I mean, as, yes, it's the offseason, but this stuff does matter. It can add up, mm-hmm. gives other reps to running backs. Uh, it all just it just points towards the sell button for me. And uh, <laughs> I think there's something fun for listeners to go do, and that is go to playerprofiler.com. Open your browser up, two windows. Open up one for Amir Abdullah, and the other one, Bishop Sankey. And you might be a little bit surprised. <laughs> That's all you're saying? You That's might it. be a little bit surprised. That's Just all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Dropping that little nugget. You know what? You can't get anything for Darren Sproles right now, but you can get something for Amir Abdullah. Oh, uh, yeah, you can get last something nice, probably. Exactly. So if you really wash your hands with Amir Abdullah, then um, sell them. I have him in the. I have him in a league. I think I have him in one league. And uh, if I can get something nice for him, I'll sell him too. But uh, sure. so I'm gonna do that right now. Let's 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 do this exercise. Abdullah, I come. This is not gonna. Abdullah. Okay, Amir Abdullah. Let's see what's his best comparable or comparable. Oh, see now you just sold me Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah. So you're buying Amir Abdullah now, right? Yeah. Well, I'm a giant fan, and yeah. Ahmad Bradshaw basically. Um, Helped win us two Super Bowls, so um, I love Amar Bradshaw. <laughs> okay, so so check out Sankey though. Oh, Bishop Sankey! Oh wow, look at that segue. <laughs> Bishop Sankey is Jarek McKinnon. Bishop right. Sankey's pretty good, huh? Look at his metrics, workout metrics. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're selling Amir Abdullah? Buy um, both. Yeah. Well, All one right. is basically free, and the other one's probably going to cost you at least a very early second round pick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're not going to get Abdullah. That's about his going rate right now, a second-round pick. So speaking of Bishop Sankey, oh, 
<laughs> Speaking of Bishop Sankey, let's pay off that segue. Finally, finally, one of my um, one of my roster cloggers is Bishop Sankey. What? Tennessee Titans. Bet you didn't see that one coming, listeners. Shocked. <laughs> Hashtag <twist>. shocked. Plot <laughs> twist. Um, you look at his workout metrics. He's he's great. He's above the sixty eight percentile on everything. Uh, his spark is in the 98th percentile, uh, 60th percentile breakout age, again, on player profiler. But then you look at his stats last year, and, oh, after week one, he stunk. That's because his coach his coach hated him. That's all it yeah. was. Yeah, and then now they got DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. uh, David Cobb, uh, uh, Andrews, whatever his name is, Antonio, Antonio Andrews. Andrews. Yep. Can they please drop Stanky? That would be great if he landed somewhere else, but like, that, a, like in Detroit to replace Abdullah while he's injured. Look at that, <laughs> huh? That's a plot twist right there. Well, um, wasn't Ty advocating advocating buying Sankey just a few weeks ago? Absolutely. Um, saying get him get him on a second team. I got a Sankey yes. jersey on right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was saying. So I hope that happens. I would love for Bishop Sankey to to be on uh, on another team. But I look at my roster in the Pizza League. I went specifically on the Pizza League because that's where all three of our uh, all three of us are in. Mm-hmm. I can't drop him. I just I can't seem to to drop him. Even though his situation is horrendous, he had a bad year last year. But as soon as I drop Bishop Sankey, I know a guy like Ty is gonna pick him up for like. Zero dollars for free on the waiver wire. And then he'll beat you with him. Exactly. That one week, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry sucks or gets injured. DeMarco Murray sucks. And then they, they put in Bishop Sankey. And then all of a sudden, he's uh, he's Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> Scott, do you have any? Jarek McKinnon. No, I'm just Just kidding. If we did that for every player, that would be... If we could do a segue between every player, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Okay, so Scott, who do you have for your second roster clogger? Uh, let me see. Who should I go with? You know what? I'm going to go a little higher on the board, I guess, here. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. He's never going to start for me at wide receiver. Last year, his numbers, I, I swear, they, they were more of a fluke than anything. He was they, a best uh, ball beast. Yeah, he, was. he seriously was. With Kelvin Benjamin out and, mm-hmm. and Punches still, you know, acclimating himself to the game. And, man, I, I just I just have no faith in Ted Ginn Jr. to be anything than what he was. You know, a best ball guy that's going to make some plays this season. But I just, don't, I just don't want him on my roster. But I also don't want to drop him. <laughs> He's not the type of player that that I think should just be out there for someone to grab. But with Kelvin coming back and Funches growing up, and uh, they got this uh, guy, Kyrus Garrett. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, Frank. Never heard of him. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I, no, I never heard of that guy. He, he, he <laughs> kind of reminds me, that name reminds me of like a unicorn. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ted Bean Jr. is my next guy. He's he's a roster clogger for me. He'll never start for me. He's like at best a wide receiver, eight or nine on one of my teams, but... Man, I can't drop him. Otherwise, someone else is going to use him against me and score 20 points, and then I'll lose. Absolutely. You just, you just wait for those two reception, 100-yard, maybe a touchdown, and just try to sell him. No. <laughs> you, mean like, you mean like week, um, I'm looking at it right now, week four, two receptions, 18 yards, two touchdowns. 
Yep. This dude Something had like 10 touchdowns last year, and I think he eclipsed <laughs> 100 yards once. Wow. Week 14 against Atlanta, he had 120 receiving yards with two touchdowns. But that's how many crazy. catches? How many catches did he have in that? It was it wasn't two. A lot, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy to me that he said he only topped 100 yards once. Once, okay. 120 yards. Yep. For for a guy that came in as you know such an explosive potential deep threat, etc., speedster. Yeah. That's surprising. He only had one 100 yard game. Wow. Well, Right. Yeah. He, well, he dropped a whole bunch, like a bunch of big, big gainers, like seventy-yard bombs, just go through his hands and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, he had. Oh my God, this is crazy. He had ten touchdowns last year. I can't yeah, believe this. Ten good. touchdowns. You look at his stat line, and it's just disgusting. You, you may have missed your trade window on getting rid of that roster clogger, but man, if if you can if you can get anything for him as a throw-in. I don't think anything of what he did is repeatable. So you know who he finished one spot ahead of in uh, in the wide receiver ranks. Segway coming. <laughs> uh, let me check the list. Uh, no, nope. Mike oh. Wallace. No, Will, okay. Willie Sneed. Okay. Yeah, no, one spot ahead of Willie Sneed, and two spots ahead of James Jones. Oh, that's that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, James Jones should be a top five. Wait. Okay. Receiver. Ginn had 10 touchdowns. How did that beat 54 touchdowns? I don't know. <laughs> whoever is in the NFL is whoever, whatever site you're looking at, Ty, is wrong. <laughs> that math is completely <laughs> totally wrong. All right, Frank. So uh, we just talked about Willie Sneed, who plays for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, who do you have that might play for them? <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> Oh, I I hope we That's... All right, I'm stopping oh. it after that one. That's it. No, yeah. no, let's keep going. <laughs> so, uh, okay, Brandon Coleman. I don't know. You know why I can't drop him? You want to, Everybody knows why, because he's 6'6", 225 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's rational. I just can't drop him. You look uh, at his stat line last year. I mean, he had, what, two touchdowns. Uh, he eclipsed. Ooh, he eclipsed 58 yards twice in week Ooh. 13. In week 13, 73 yards, and week 17 with 81 yards. He went one, two, three, four games with zero receptions and oh. zero yards. And now they have <laughs> Fleener, they have Cooks, they have Willie Sneed, and they just drafted Michael Thomas. Yeah, but yeah. are they all tall? Are any of them tall? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> Who's 6'6", 225 pounds? This guy, Brandon Coleman. I don't know. Uh, look at his workout metrics. His height adjusted speed scores in the 92nd percentile. His breakout age was nice in the 85th percentile at 19 years. Uh, I don't know. I just can't. You know what? I'm going to drop this guy. Screw it. You, just, you convinced me. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't condone holding him because if I drop him, he'll stay dropped. I don't see anybody picking him up. Yeah, he might not even be a roster clogger at that point. And yeah. You never know, though. I don't know. They're, I know. You have a really bad team in your league, you know, where they have empty roster spots, basically. It's yeah, I, like you guys were saying earlier, this is a great exercise that um, I guess Ryan McDowell uh, came yeah. up with it first. Now, let's just stick with the same team, and it's not one we have on there, but do you, would you consider Willie Sneed almost a roster clogger at this point with uh, 
Michael Thomas going there, and uh, no, I I still like Willie. Yeah, I'd still hold on to him. I think. Okay. I mean, he had a decent year last year. I'm gonna pull it up right now, but um, well, he was I'm, behind I'm, I'm Ted. Thinking, I'm just thinking of my teams. Like he, Willie Sneed wouldn't even start. For yeah, no, my teams wouldn't. He wouldn't but, either. Uh, yeah, you're right. He probably has a little too much upside to include in in this. Yeah. Right. Well, he only had three touchdowns last year. I just, I just, I can't believe yeah, that. Yeah. How I many? How many catches did he have? Um, yeah. he had enough. Uh, he had over. <laughs> he had enough. That's some <laughs> analysis enough. right there. <laughs> he had enough. He had a good. He had some pretty good. Uh, good games. You know, he was on the. I mean, his snap share was. Uh, he had a hundred percent. He was he played every snap a few times. Yeah, that's um, crazy. His lowest snap share was week one with twenty six and a half. But other than that, he eclipsed 60% snap share every single game, 100% snap share eight week eight, nine, 15, and 16. He was on the field constantly. Hmm. I mean, he's worth something. I think he's worth a lot more than Brandon Coleman is. I have him. I wow, my oh, yeah. league team sucks. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we know. I can't believe it. I have Willie Sneed on that team too. Leonard Hankerson is my roster clogger, okay? So there's a couple reasons I'd be moving him now. The first being there was a Roto World blurb last week saying he could see a little bump in value with Sammy Watkins sidelined with a broken foot. Oh, you should have traded him right off of that. Exactly. Blurb. Yep. And so the second point is I don't think Hank time is all that good. I mean, he had some flashes in Atlanta, but he quickly faded away before being cut, and now he's on a team that isn't going to be passing nearly as much as the Falcons. So I also like Robert Woods, as we mentioned, uh, was it last, yeah, last week's show. I like so, Robert Woods, too. Yeah, so Hankerson, at best, when Sammy's back, is the wide receiver three, I believe. So just as I suggest with any other player that probably won't see any steady playing time, just like Hankerson probably won't, they're getting a temporary value spike. I'm just going to say sell immediately, free up that roster spot. You know what you need to do with Hankerson, because I'm not sure people will be too stoked to trade for Hankerson. Right. You need to be the guy that everybody loves. In the comments section, you need to put a link to that. <laughs> that and then yeah. you need to explain to the other owner why it's such a good trade for you. That <laughs> always works. Always. <laughs> I love that. I love everybody, when I see everybody that. Everybody loves that guy. And that, honestly... That that always clinches a trade. <laughs> so, oh, it's the yeah, worst I mean, thing. You, it's the worst thing you can do when offering a trade is sending a link and an explanation on why this is trade is good for me. Okay, don't ever tell me why a trade is good for me, mailman. <laughs> Does he do that? I, I've never He's done it before. All the damn time. All the damn time. I'll send a Voxer. I just thought maybe, you know, it, this works out for best of us because you need this and I need that. I'm like, no, this does not work out for best. Good players work out best for me, not your players, mailman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mailman taking it on the chin in this one. He doesn't yeah, listen. It doesn't he matter. takes it somewhere else. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Frank, segue. as much as I want to do a segue here, I'm gonna, just going to kick it over to you. Oh, my turn again. Okay, let's go with uh, Kenny Britt. All right, okay. let's just go with Kenny Britt. Because uh, no. my team was he on your team? <laughs> no, I, I I'm still I'm still gonna buy Kenny Britt almost free. What the I know hell? that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He's he's a clogger on my team going to L.A. where yeah, everything is, is yeah. 
up in the air. He's six three, so that's perfect. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's tall. Put that in the comments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tall wide receivers win. Um, uh, he, I think he had a better year than than. Uh, well, no, I'm looking at his stat lines right now, and it's he's got some games where he disappeared. But again, his situation in L.A. with Goff and the the good Mike Thomas and a whole bunch of Whatever, Brian Quick, Brian Quick, Marquise North, or whatever his name is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tavon Austin. Yeah, Tavon Austin, which they finally like did well with him. Like they used him right last year sometimes. Yeah. Um, Duke so Williams you never know. Too. I'm sorry. Duke Williams too. Right. Yep. Right. Right. Auburn before he got uh, before he got suspended and basically kicked off the team. He was he was a beast. So they got him too. Had that all that potential. Right, so you never know what's gonna ha- what's gonna happen. He's a vet. He's only 27 years old. I mean, hopefully he's picked up the offense already. So uh, he might he might have some value. So I, I, I'm I'm afraid to drop him. But again, I don't see myself starting him. I'm waiting until something good happens. Like like let's say a week like last year, week three, he had seven receptions, 102 yards. Maybe that happens again in a preseason game or in one game, and that's when you just add him into a trade and maybe you can get something for him. But see, the thing with Britt is I think you're basically, if you are holding on to him and going to continue holding him, you are basically just hoping that Goff turns into something special or at least serviceable. <laughs> right. You know, He's like, got to be. So I, get the ball will be. Yeah. I have faith that he will be. He'll be a quarterback. I feel like Britt has something on Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you And Jeff Fisher has a bunch of dirt on... Uh, on everyone else, on all his bosses, because he's still somehow he's still coaching in the NFL. Yes. <laughs> hey, he's he's a respectable eight and eight every year. Every, yes. Everybody yeah. likes mediocrity. Speaking of mediocrity. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the next guy I'm gonna go with is I, I'm gonna be a little more controversial on this one too, I guess. Chris Ivory. He's he's not gonna start. For me, in almost any situation, he's he and he's in a position where he has probably just enough hype going into this year with Jacksonville looking to run more, where he might he might be the goal line back, where you can actually get something for him right now. And I don't I with with the injuries, with the timeshare, uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure I'd want him on my roster just because I don't think he's going to start for me. And I think and I can I can actually kind of like with uh, Ty and Abdullah I think I can legitimately get something for Chris Ivory right now and uh, I, I gotta imagine most teams have several backs on their roster that they're gonna start over Chris Ivory and he might just sit on the bench all year so you might as well get something for him. Yeah, I think you can probably get something for Chris Ivory because that contract they gave him what was it five year deal? I mean it's 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 brought up enough where. People are kind of speculating that he's, you know, the way he's getting paid is not just to be a simple backup to TJ Yeldon. You know, it's, it's. I think that right now would be a good time, I, or even training camp. You know, oh. wait till it gets closer, and if there's any good news comes out about them splitting carries, I think you could definitely sell him to the Yeldon owner. I think, uh, I think, I, most of me just just says Jacksonville had to spend a ton of money just to get to the cap minimum. So mm-hmm. I, I credit more of that. 
they're like, okay, we just need to spend this money. So let's let's just get a piece that that can help us. Um, yeah, but but you don't think they could have spent that money on a good player or a player that they liked better, like <laughs> a forte? You know what I mean? Like, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I spend I, that. I think I think Ivory compliments TJ decently. I, uh, but you're right. You're right. Um, would have been Forte would have probably been better to spend the money on. Right. I, um, listen, I like Ivory. I traded a first rounder auction money because I was going for the gold last year, and then he disappeared week fifteen, week sixteen, and week seventeen. Of course he did, and week thirteen. So as soon as I trade for him, he just disappears. Uh, the way horrible. it works. I know. Of course. But uh, he had a great year last year, so um, and he's getting supposedly getting goal line carries um, in uh, Jacksonville. We'll see. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny because you listen to one podcast and it has Alan Robinson on there talking up uh, T.J. Eldon, right? And then you listen to another podcast and it has Alan Hearns talking up Chris Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> well, the undrafted players got to stick together. So yeah. <laughs> right. So Hearns is always going to talk up uh, Ivory. <laughs> Um. Yeah, but I know it, it, exactly what you're saying, Scott. If you drop him, Chris Ivory is going to be the first one picked up. But oh, you're never going to start him unless you have unless you have injuries. Then you're not starting Chris Ivory. Yeah. It, maybe you're a guy that likes a lot of safety and a lot of depth on your on your out of your running backs. But I got to admit, I I have trouble believing most dynasty leagues where I got to believe Ivory is probably your RB four or five or something like that. Uh, it just seems like you can get more more in trade than you will out of starting him. Right. Nice. What are you looking for him? Like a third? Would you take him for a third or a late second? Um, uh, from next year's class, I would take a I would take a second from next year's class for Ivory every day of the week. Right. If if they would let me. And if if there's <laughs> if there's a contending team like mid-season, man, you might actually be able to pull off that trade. That's true. Nice. All right, so uh, I'm going to go on to... I have two players I'm going to kind of combine here, and that is David Cobb and Stephen Ridley. The reason I'm combining these two is because when I watched David Cobb's film, I basically saw Stephen Ridley. Uh, it just... It, like, the way he, he runs, it just seemed a lot like Ridley. Uh, obviously, I'm not a film-watching expert, but I do watch a lot of football, so that counts for something, right? Yeah, I think it uh, does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that in the way they both grind for yards, churn their legs. Yeah, if you check them out, I mean, like they, just the way they even carry the ball is just, it's very similar. But uh, they're both in shitty situations, I think, right now. Like Cobb, we just discussed Sankey in Tennessee, and then Ridley, he's in Detroit. So I think they're buried in a heap of better talent. I like, I like a couple guys better at each on, you know, in that backfield. Um, I just think. Now is a great time to sell Ridley because the Abdullah surgery news. Uh, you never know; he might find a, you know, somebody who still likes him. <laughs> and uh, and as for Cobb, I wasn't really impressed by him before last season. And after watching Antonio Andrews keep hold of that lead back role in Tennessee, when David Cobb was coming back from injury, it was kind of expected that David Cobb would just take over, and he never did. Antonio Andrews held him off, and uh, that pretty much made up my mind. So he's on the verge of becoming waiver fodder for me. Yeah, so, I got rid of Stephen Ridley and David Cobb. I think just totally dropped them, and they're still on the waiver wire. So yeah. I hear you. So you don't think David Cobb can beat out uh, Murray or Henry? That's what you're saying? Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's pretty much just stuck there, right? 
even even with them being more committed to the run, I don't know that Cobb gets snaps really ever. So, yeah. No, but, because uh, they re-signed Antonio Andrews for a, a one-year deal, also. Yeah, that's that's rough. I don't I don't know who's gonna pick up uh, pick up on David Cobb, but uh, and the the next guy I have listed, I don't think anyone really wants him at all either. Uh, I have. <laughs> Who would have thought a year ago we'd say this? Yeah, I don't like Le'Veon Bell either. Son <laughs> yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell lost to Clogger. He's not even startable. Yeah. Uh, I have Jimmy Graham down. I I yeah. bought Jimmy Graham uh, that, that back half of the season right before he broke out. Uh I, I got him in all my leagues, so I got him before all the hype. Before that, I got him at the cheap free agent off of the waiver wire price, and uh, I've ridden him all the way back to that price. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the ride. We had some good years in there, but I, I rode him <laughs> all the way from from free agent waiver wire to almost free agent waiver wire. Uh, it seems like seems like people. Absolutely hate everything about Jimmy Graham. Uh, they don't. They don't want to. They don't want him for anything really. But I think he's he's still got just enough value that you might be able to trade him for something to a, a tight end needy owner. Even though people basically rank him as like a twentieth ranked tight end nowadays. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm looking at his stat line. He had one game, week six of 140 yards. After that. Ugh, he just wasn't getting, wasn't he he even wasn't, getting target. No, no, no. he wasn't. He, he, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Scott. This this Scott stat line is disgusting me. So go ahead, I need to regroup. Awful. It's awful. And uh, I I sit there and I I think to myself now if Seattle plays the way that they did at the end of the season, the passing attack they had at the end of the season with a healthy-ish Jimmy Graham, and, you know, we, we take it as they moved in that direction and Jimmy Graham would be an addition to it as opposed to they moved in that direction because they no longer had to try to manufacture Jimmy Graham or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's say Jimmy Graham fits into what they're doing just perfectly. Let's just assume that. Uh, maybe maybe mid-season you could trade Jimmy Graham this year because I, I don't know how much longevity we have with Jimmy Graham with uh, the injuries piling up and piling up and his age. Yeah, when your kneecap goes up into your leg, that's that's probably not good. No, that's probably not good. <laughs> I've yet to have that happen, but someday, fingers crossed. Oh, Plenty wait. of time, Scott. Plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's just that if you can't drop him, and if you trade them, nobody's going to give you a second for them. They might give you a mid to late third for them. And now, is that worth it for next year? Like, it, it, I guess it all depends on your on your tight ends. But I don't know. I own Jimmy Graham a few places, and I'm not going to give him up for a third rounder right now. I'm going to have to see. Hopefully, he comes back and does something just to 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 raise his value. Uh, to maybe a second rounder, you know, if, if he scores another, if he uh, catches another 140 yards or eight, eight receptions for 140 yards, then I put him on the block and hopefully I could get a second round for him. And but right now you can't, I can't drop him. That's the way a lot of these players are. You just, you're just praying yeah. for a little value bump just so you can might have that chance to move him. You know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frank, who do you have anybody else here you want to touch on? I guess I got one more guy. 
and then a fitting goodbye. I got Anquan Bolden is my next guy. So now I know if I drop him, like New England's gonna pick him up, and then he's gonna be a hot commodity. Like as yeah. soon as I drop him from my from my roster, uh, some team, some good team that wants a veteran wide receiver that knows how to get the job done on their squad, and then he's gonna get an up value, an uptick in value. Right now he's a free agent. He's 35 years old. Uh, last year he had a decent year. He had a pretty good year for a 35 year old, right? Um, uh, so, and I know as soon as I drop him, somebody's picking him up. Uh, my whole reasoning to for keeping him is I'm hoping New England picks him up. <laughs> so then he he bumps in value and I could trade him off. But uh, I have to hold on to. I have to roster him right now, um, just in case. Just in case. Uh, Bolden would be a nice little stopgap for them uh, in between having some of those, like uh, Malcolm Mitchell, come in and make a difference, especially with uh, Amendola still hurt. Right. Amendola hurt, Malcolm Mitchell's a rookie. Edelman, I, he's recovering, right? He's, he had some surgery or some injury. surgery earlier yeah. in the year, early in your offseason, though. That's what I, yeah. I, thought I read that, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like there is a lot of opportunity to bring someone in there. Uh, Scott, you have anybody? Any more roster cloggers? You know, the more and more I looked at these roster cloggers that I had written down, the the last couple I had written down were Mike Wallace and Bilal Powell. Honestly, the, the, in my mind, they've I've just moved them to droppable. Meanwhile, <laughs> 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 um, I still like Bilal Powell, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I I just don't. I'm looking at these guys going. They're they're like the epitome of a roster clogger for me because they have zero chance of starting for really almost any fantasy team. Right. And I feel like if I drop him, Frank would pick him up. <laughs> you know he would. Uh, I would pick up but, a lot of Powell. Yeah, I would. But here's how bad of ro- this is how bad of a roster clogger they are. I don't. I think I could package Mike Wallace. And Bilal Powell, and no one would even give me a fourth, right? Yeah, because those those two no. free spots so, are more are more valuable than the actual players. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So they're they're like the they they are the living, breathing, walking, talking definitions of roster bloggers. So here I got a I got a hypothetical for you that. Oh, uh, I love these. Yeah. Let me get my pen and paper out. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you have. Four hundred dollars blind bidding money. Four hundred. Okay. Got it. Would you rather have thirty dollars fab, <laughs> or Mike fab. Wallace? Or Mike Wallace? You didn't okay. have to write that down, Scott. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't. I just did it for effect. Um, uh, is this uh, is this like a capitalist pigs type of cash or? No, no. This is typical, just blind bidding oh, money. Yeah. $400, would you rather have $30 fab or Mike Wallace? Well, explain to our audience what's the difference between a capitalist pig, free agent money, oh, and a regular. This summer I created a league, Capitalist Pigs, where uh, you can keep your money uh, just at all times. You have a, a rolling bankroll. So if let's say you the 2016 rookie class, the, the, the rookie auction dollars, let's say you get 300 auction dollars for the rookie class, and you don't want any of these rookies. You want to save it for 2017? You can do that. Uh, nice. the, the money just keeps rolling over. So I, I see people tweeting that they're in their rookie auctions, and they're like, oh, I have to spend all this money. Uh, capitalist pigs, you don't. You just 
you're like, okay, I'll just save it for 2017. And I have a bunch more for 2017. So that's... Yeah, the name is perfect. Yeah. And it's perfect. And, and everybody should should adopt that because I love that idea. Everybody loves that idea. Like, wait a second. Yeah. So if I don't spend this money, I get to hold it for next year and then the year after that and the year... I mean, it's fantastic. It was a great and you know, idea. And you know what I've noticed with it is that people are more willing to trade players for money because mm-hmm. they can... Money is no longer just uh, this. This money is for this one auction. Uh, that money can be used for anything. So people, it's like a legitimate asset to have. So right. that people are more willing to trade a player for that legitimate cash asset. But Unless the, Ty's trying to get Neat Washington. I'm sorry. Two dollars. Two dollars out of twelve hundred. <laughs> do do we still have that quote from last week? No, I didn't stop broadcast before I said it. Oh, oh Ty. I don't even remember what I said. Tyler, oh, I remember. $2 is the difference between Nate Washington and not having Nate Washington. <laughs> That's what you said. But it, for the listeners, I'm it right. was the inflection of the, the facial, like, the way Ty looked when he said it. Oh, I was serious. <laughs> yeah, he meant it. <laughs> there was, there was passion a... behind it. Like, no, you guys don't understand. It two dollars is the difference between Nate Washington and not having Nate Washington. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, no, we get it, Ty. We right. have it. Shut and, up, Ty. It was the most serious thing he could have. Like, he was making the greatest point ever in the history of points. And he was being forceful with it. It was it was a thing of beauty. I wish it was. I wish he had it. But to the question, thirty dollars of blind bidding for Mike Wallace. I'd rather have the thirty dollars of blind bidding. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. You hear that, mailman? You hear that? Son of a what? bitch. Why is is that an actual trade? Yeah, it wasn't hypothetical. I I fucking did oh. that with mailman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'd rather have the. I'm I'm a guy though I that uh, in my in my uh, in, I have two dynasty leagues where we don't have the money rollover like it's 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and uh, no, I I don't know why it seems it seems like that's that's outdated now and it's not outdated it's 99.99999 percent of leagues but <laughs> after playing where it's in a rollover it just seems you old. know what I I, I picked I. I... You know, refer to it. I always think about it like it's when you the first year you play Dynasty after redraft. And you're like, wait a second, why didn't I do this before? Like, why, why yeah. was I doing redraft? Why was I doing this? Or when you eliminate kickers and defenses from your leagues, yeah. and you're like, wait a second, why haven't I done this before? <laughs> it makes no sense. It's a, I know it's a evolutionary I process in Dynasty football. Yep. Roll over money. Let's evolve. Hey, uh, okay, so I was, where I was going with that is that in my dynasty leagues that are just, you know, normal, the, the money goes away at the end of the season, I'm the guy who tries to include, like, one or two bucks of blind bidding in my trades. Like, I get it. So that if that <laughs> one big stud player comes along, I can just chips all in the board and no one can beat me out. Yeah, nice. Uh, look at that. You learn something new every day. I'm gonna try that. All right. Yeah, so let's yeah. let's let's get one or two more roster cloggers. Let's do one more. Who wants to go here? I don't have. I'm gonna else. go. I'm gonna say my last goodbyes, and I will not drop. I will not drop you, sir, because you are the reason why I've won championships, and that is Agreed. Mr. Calvin Johnson. 
I, I will I will not drop him until he until next year. Next offseason, I will drop him. I will not drop him. I refuse to. I I owe that to Calvin Johnson. I hold it's in memoriam. I hold the roster spot for Calvin Johnson. I will not drop okay. him. Okay. Yeah, Frank, I'm ashamed right now. I'm ashamed for you. <laughs> Because shame for you. <laughs> not only will uh, join I not, the line, get in line. Everybody's ashamed. Not only will I not drop Calvin Johnson this summer, I won't even drop him next summer. Wow! I, I need to see a picture of Calvin Johnson, thirty pounds overweight, bald with like gray hair on the sides. <laughs> I agree with you. You know what? You're right. Like, that's what I need to see from Calvin Johnson before I consider dropping him. So check this out. Calvin Johnson could retire for two years and come back, and he'll basically be the same age as Brandon Marshall. There you wow. go. Yeah, huh? there's a reason. There's hope. There's hope. So now I'm definitely I'm holding on to him. He's going to stay on my league, on my team forever. For and that's still, like a, that's still like a few years younger than Brashad Perryman, right? Right. Well, at least yeah. in the looks, yeah. <laughs> and Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's gonna end it for the roster cloggers hope wow. you guys enjoyed that that's uh that's a very good exercise to go through yeah no kidding the even if the players we mentioned don't like mean anything to your team as roster cloggers it's a good exercise to go through to go through your team and see which players just really don't have much of a start much of a chance to start for you and you might be able to glean some value from yeah, and values are going to fluctuate really quickly once uh, training camp gets here. You know, you're going to see, you know, there's going to be little news comes out. Roto World's going to have their blurbs, and and uh, you might be able to catch somebody off guard. Ryan McDowell uh, writes about roster cloggers at DLF. He's the man. He's a good friend. He's just awesome. It's been on the a, show. Such a great, yep, been on the show. I'm sure he'll be back soon. But yeah, it's such a great exercise. Uh, are we going to talk about the listening league at all? Oh yeah, we, we, we got might as well. You, you want to mention how bad everyone else's teams are or anything? Or my uh, team's great. My team's yeah, fantastic. Team's my team I, awesome. I looked at your team, Frank. I was, uh, I was, I was uh, a little upset. I was a little upset because I thought my team was going pretty well, and then I looked at your team and I thought, okay, maybe my team isn't going as well as I thought. That's what so, I'm saying, huh? Maybe somebody yeah. knows a thing or two about a thing yeah. or two. All right, so anyway, Scott. <laughs> All right, so if you look at for uh, what is it, the hashtag Rush Hour League or hashtag Bowl Comedy League, right? Yeah. Kind of using Yeah, we're, we're going to go with Rush Hour League going forward. But yeah. yeah. Pete Overzet came up with that, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so check that one out. You can just check that hashtag. You'll see everybody's teams. And uh, Scott, you want to give them a quick rundown of what this beast looks like? We'll yeah, call, real quick, we're going to call Scott the Mad Commissioner because it's always some crazy idea coming out of Scott's uh, mind. <clears throat> but uh, it's a ton of fun. But go ahead, Scott. Sorry. You know, if I could, well, no, thank you. I like, uh, I like that uh, I'm known for my crazy commissioning, whatever. Um, but uh, it feels like everybody loves it, though. Uh, yeah. It's 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 crazy enough that everybody loves it. Um, so what I did was uh, we, we got 28 teams. We made three copies of each player. Uh, so it's basically yeah. like having a little less than a 10-man team, right? Uh, ten, like a 10-team roster. But, yeah, uh, but, but one team can't have more than one copy of the player. 
Right, right. So you can't have two Randall Cobbs or whatever, no matter how hard you try. Uh, but uh, the way I, I made it a little harder is I made it two quarterbacks and then one flex QB. So two to three quarterbacks. And then yeah. like two running backs, three wide receivers, and you have to start two tight ends. So I made the starting requirements fairly deep. So your your team will have some weaknesses, even though you're going to have a lot of studs because it's the equivalent of like a nine and a half team league. Uh, it's uh, you you have to start a lot of a lot of players. Uh, but basically, it's 2018 league, and it's a snake draft, so you, it goes 1 to 1.28 and all the way back. So the people on the corner have to wait 56 picks. But if you're in a league with some awesome people like we are, like this listener league, they are awesome. Yeah, it's we're rolling. Like, it. We're it's in fantastic. the ninth round. It's two and a half days, and we're in the, we're in the ninth round, right? Two and, yeah, and, no, and yeah. every round is 28 picks. This is yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. We're up to pick 227. Yeah, this is yeah. fantastic. These guys are great. I love them. 20 plus picks in, in under three days. They, these guys are awesome. You know what? One of my favorite things in this this league, uh, it's the same as you do in SFB, is the quarter point per carry for running backs. Yes. You know, give them a little bump in value there. Yeah, yeah. Qu- quarter point carry and then tight end premium and uh, – it definitely uh, definitely changes the dynamic. Makes people <laughs> makes people decide where they want to go with because it makes draft decisions a little tougher. I find. Oh, absolutely. When, like my next one's coming up at two thirty three, right? Two two hundred thirty third pick, and I'm like, which way do I go? Because my next pick is like two, I don't even know. Uh, is two hundred and what seventy two? Am I reading this right? This can't. Yeah, you be got right. a, you got a little ways to go. So you got to make sure that you, when you pick your players, this this guy is exactly who you want because you're not picking for another yeah another day. Yep. Yeah. Especially if you're on the corner. I am on the back corner, so I picked 128 and 129 or 128 and 201, and then I didn't pick again for 56 picks. So you really, really have to have to make a decision. But uh, yep. in a league where you can start up to three quarterbacks. I was pretty shocked that some of the teams only have one quarterback still. There's yeah. a couple of them. That's really scary to me. But yeah, um, I have three quarterbacks, and I'm not done picking quarterbacks. So I, ha- I have four, and I'm not sure I'm done picking quarterbacks. Because uh, it's, it's a best ball league. Did, did we say that to everybody? It's no, a best ball league. Yeah. So. You know, if, you, if you're listening, I encourage you to, to try something like this. Try... Grabbing a bunch, grab go go non-standard. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's just it, it stretches your mind for drafting a little, and it's just uh, I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun having double or triple copies of something. Do I, um, I can I can't agree with you more, Scott. I it, I literally threw out ADP. You throw out your rankings on a on a league like this because it's such a different format. It's so. It really questions like, how do I do? I really like this guy. Do I really want this player now? Because I'm not picking in another fifty something, you know, something picks. So, it you can't. It's not your cookie cutter league. It's not like you, you know, you're not gonna end up with the same players. You, every round, you know who's about who's gonna go in this round. And in this league, it really just goes out the window. You have yeah. no, it, you don't have a, a blueprint. A specific blueprint for for this league. So right. different leagues expand your mind, like Scott said, because um, it'll make you better in other in in your other leagues. Yeah, I yeah. Think. It, 
It, ma- it makes you really decide what players you like over each other at certain positions. Uh, you, unlike right. uh, unlike uh, um, a normal 12-team MFL 10 or something where you're like, I can get this guy next round even though I like him more. In this league, you right. actually have to pick the guy you like more because <laughs> you're not going to get another shot at <laughs> The other one. Yeah, you question but, you question your own rankings. Like, oh my God, do I really? Do I? I know I, I say I hate Bridgewater, but do I hate him this much? Or I think I kind of like him now, or I think I kind of like him here. You know, so it, it's it really does. It, you look, it's like an introspective. You look internally into your own rankings. Yeah, so be sure to check out the hashtag Rush Hour League. Uh, we'll be tweeting out some, you know, screenshots of stuff, uh, maybe links to people's teams on there. Uh, check it out. Use team you like best. I mean, it's it's a totally wild setup. You know, I Scott told us he was he's gonna make something special, and he did. Yep. Per usual. Who knows? So, yeah. So we were we were pretty blown away, and I think uh, from what we're hearing, the uh, the participants are also. So nice job, Scott. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> it's fun. So that's gonna wrap up episode thirty, the roster cloggers. We might touch back on this, uh, you know, as the season gets a little bit closer. Maybe some circumstances change, uh, but as the guys said, just uh, even if you don't necessarily agree with ours, uh, check your own lineups, check your rosters, and uh, clean out those dynasty closets. So, uh, yeah. All right, that's gonna wrap it. You can follow the show at Bull Rush Podcast. You can follow Scott at ScottFish24. Frank is at Dynasty Frank, and I am at Ty underscore N underscore STL. We will see you next week. Good night, fellas. Later.